We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, some fun things. If you if you consider coaches being fired as a fun thing, then this is definitely going to be a fun episode for you. I was going to start with coaching talk, but uh, Cade, we'll start with your Liberty update. What have you been? What's going on? You've been tweeting weird things. <laughs> you sent us Liberty versus the world. Say less, and it's the Death Star blowing up Alderam. What what's going on here? What are we doing? I feel unhinged. It is Liberty versus the world. We have no respect. I think Jamie Chadwell is about to put 50 on UMass. And we're just going to go scorched earth on everybody. What do you mean no respect? Like, who's who's not giving you respect? Both the polls. I mean, we had a dominant win. We didn't move up in the polls. And Tulane in the AP poll. Tulane won by two points. And they went up three spots in the AP poll. And then... We're not in the uh, playoff poll, but Tulane still is. I don't know why everybody loves them. They have one win versus a team with a winning record. Tulane does. They're living off a loss to Ole Miss. That's what they're living off of, and I'm sick of it. I'm not here for it. Is Liberty undefeated? Quality, a quality loss is better. Liberty is undefeated. They are 10-0. and 0. <laughs> Liberty. Yeah, Liberty is just pretty much – Dominating at their closest game was what Middle Tennessee State, I guess. Was that uh, their closest game? Was actually Sam Houston. That was actually a bad game. Oh, wait a second. That's a Sam Houston team that just are they what are they now? Are they one and nine? They finally beat they beat La Tech, they beat Louisiana Tech. So that was a five point game. But Tulane, the last four games have all been by one possession, (laughs) and that includes a two point win. Versus a bad Tulsa team, and a one they won by three points to a one win East Carolina team. So they've had more close games than us by less points. Hey, just get it. Be angry. I'm okay with you being angry about this. I Funny, mean, Kate is Kate is he's just upset about Liberty's uh, so called uh, just criticism from the from the rest of the world. He's angry, and it's valid. <laughs> <laughs> He's allowed to be angry. <laughs> Honey is on your side. And so that's, that's good for you, Kate. Hey, there's such thing in this world as righteous anger. And I think this <laughs> warrants a reason to be angry. I mean, UCF goes undefeated one year and they're claiming a national championship. Liberty's just asking to be ranked number 25. And they are. Not, <laughs> not in the playoff poll. Yeah, so, I thought that they were unranked. Oh, I'll they're just you. asking to be ranked number 24. I've well, seen. I want to be twenty-five in the playoff poll. That would be great. I've seen more discrepancy between the AP poll and the playoff poll this year than I feel like any other other year. Things are things are getting wild. Like a like Iowa at sixteenth in the playoff, not even ranked in the AP. Is it a power yeah. rating or is it? I guess I guess it's essentially in a lot of ways a power rating, right? It's a mix. Yeah. It's a mixture of the two. So we'll we'll break it down at some point. I got a couple of playoff questions for you guys coming up. But Kay, let's stay on. Let's stay on this track. Jamie Chadwell posted something, and there's some. There's some. I don't know. Is it a conspiracy that he tweeted a tweet from Starkville, Mississippi, who, as of Saturday, now has a coaching vacancy because they let go of Zach Arnett? Take us through. Was that real? Was that real? Was Jamie Chadwell tweeting from Starkville, Mississippi? Kate, what are your sources saying? Jamie Chadwell was not tweeting from Starkville. I have it on good authority of a guy who was with him when he sent the tweet that he was in Lynchburg, Virginia. So basically they just took his tweet and then they photoshopped the location on there. And Jamie Chadwell actually talked about it like an hour ago on his coach's show. And he said it was not real. And he said, whoever did that, he said, good job. Good Photoshop. Good job, Shaman. You had me going. Had my father, Mississippi State grad, I think, going for a second. Uh, I love, though, that they picked Mississippi State as the coaching search for Jamie Chadwell. They didn't go too high. If they went <laughs> College Station, Texas, everybody would have been like, wait a second, this is definitely fake. Uh, I saw. I did see an article about it, though. Uh, my favorite headline about Jamie Chadwell was in relation to Arkansas, actually. It was from Sports Illustrated. It said, Social media craziness has Razorback fans thinking coach off board, coach they're referring to, Jamie Chadwell, for job not open. So <laughs> Sam Pittman has not been fired. Zach Arnett of Mississippi State has been fired. 
Jimbo Fisher of Texas A&M has also been fired. Is this the first time in the history of sports that after a game, both of the coaches had been fired? It's got to be. A&M destroys Mississippi State, as most teams except for Arkansas have done this year. And they both are fired. Uh, Ethan, why did Jimbo get fired right now? Do you do you know what are what are your, what are your people saying? If you think about it, I think A and M just thinks that hey, this is going to be the most attractive job. They must they have already had it pegged like we're firing this guy, so they had to go into like into that decision thinking hey, this is going to be the most you know attractive job of this of the, the cycle. So we're going to get a head start. We're going to be the first one to open, and we're going to get a head start on this search. But I mean, man. It's you look at Jimbo's numbers, what he did at AM, not great, but like that's just funny. They would work at so many different places, but not in College Station. Yeah, I mean, expectations are really high there. Uh, Ross Bork was uh, at uh, the game at halftime with what that $180 million booster check. And so that was the pretty much the check that gave uh, AM Jimbo Fisher's buyout. So I'll tell you what, I always go back to though, Jimbo Fisher can't be feeling too bad because he's making, I think, $1,000 an hour. Someone did the math there for like the next however many years. So good for him. Listen, if I could go, this just makes a question why I didn't go down a coaching path. I mean, I get it. You probably have to pay your dues and be like the junior high head coach of DeWitt, Arkansas at some point. Did you play high school football? What? Did you play high school football? Me? I did until my sophomore year, then I quit. I was there a quitter. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Jimbo, just he he paid his dues. He won a national championship at Florida State, and now he gets to just do probably nothing for the rest of his life. Why would he ever get back into coaching? I wouldn't. I would be Go on enjoy a, your life, man. I'd be on a lake fishing somewhere. Oh, my goodness. I mean, go on a lake and – I don't know, some cool country. Go take go on trips. Go lake buy Hill. a lake. Go buy a lake. <laughs> yeah. You have all the money. I mean, honestly, you could probably run for president <laughs> if you wanted to, but I mean he has campaign budget. Uh honey, if you got a seventy six million dollar buyout to not coach the Texas AM Aggies, what would you do with your free time now? I am traveling the world and never coming back here. <laughs> College Station. That's what about you? Um, that's a good point, Cade. What about you? What's your what's your buyout plan? What's my buyout plan? <laughs> uh, I would probably make a large donation to the Liberty Flames, some of my name <laughs> stadium, and then you know maybe I would run for governor or something. That'd be fun. Just take a swing at it. You'll college try. Yeah, you got the money. You got the resources. If you can get like two percent of the vote, that's a win. You know what I mean? I think for like thirty million, you can get more than two percent of the vote if you're just chunking cash into your campaign. I don't know how it works. I guess the more the more money, the more chances you have. Um, but yeah, things are getting weird. UCLA is going to part ways with Chip Kelly, which you know. I don't know what's next for Chip Kelly. Maybe an OC somewhere? Maybe at the University of Arkansas? It looks like Sam Pittman is staying. Um, Ethan, can we get uh, – you don't have to give me the full yay or nay here, but it seems like Sam Pittman's job, unless they lose to FIU, is safe. Uh, I'd say it's 50-50. Really? Um, because you got to think about this. People speak with their money, and the U of A right now – if and these big time donors, they aren't too happy right now. UVA is trying to launch this capital campaign soon, like worth two hundred, like a two hundred million dollar fundraiser. Basically, people speak with their pockets. If people aren't happy with the football program, I mean, and you aren't selling tickets how you should, I mean, you've got to. There, there reaches a point where you just got to make a decision. He won't be fired during the season. I mean, maybe you would have to if they lost to FIU, but like. They, they'd wait it out to the end of the year, but I think it's 50-50 right now. What is this capital campaign you speak of? Uh, they just, they're, they've been in the works of a lot of renovations. Like, I know Bud Walton Arena will have a big one soon. The soccer fields, the 
softball complex. Like they just have a lot of things they're trying to get done. Inflation, because of inflation, the costs have gone up to pay for them. They're about to launch a big capital campaign to raise funds. Yeah, Um, football is a big money driver, you know, and it's hard to get people on board for a capital campaign when they're not happy with the football program. So, good point. Thank you, thank you for your for your input, your insight there. Um, so yeah, uh, coaching swings are going all around. Obviously, A and M. We're talking about Zach Garnett at Mississippi State just wasn't a good fit from the get go. Uh, He said, "Hey, we have all of these players in place. A lot of senior." leadership there juniors and seniors that have been on the team now for a while in the air raid offense he said hey we're going to change our philosophy entirely and we're going to do the exact opposite we're going to try to run the football uh broke his quarterback literally and figuratively uh will rogers uh so yeah it just it didn't seem like it was going to work for zach right now that's a tough position to be in i mean you're you're coming off mike leach's death and so you, you're already put in a bad spot to begin with. Um, but I wish him the best. And uh, it's going to be curious to see who ends up at Mississippi State because obviously the SEC job that everybody's looking for now is A&M. That's the, that's the hot topic. And you still got to keep your eye on – it looks like probably Florida. Eh, we'll see what happens with Billy Napier. But if that, if that job opens up too, I mean, those are two – premier jobs over Mississippi State. And so guys, can you imagine if Florida opens up and they got Deion Sanders? The amount of NIL like Yeah, it would be a great money thing for like the first six games and then they'd be calling for his head because they're gonna be <laughs> two and four. Do you oh, think he after one year to Colorado? Bit. Oh he would I I would yeah he would definitely leave after a year at Colorado. <laughs> I mean all I know is Florida would be the talk and it would be I mean, they would be a revenue-driving for three machine weeks. there for a second. They would be the talk for three weeks. Uh, <laughs> there was a quote, and it's not a denial. I saw this from Parker Fleming on Twitter. Uh, this is from Deion Sanders, the coach himself. I am here. I am here. My mother is here. My sister is here. My dog is here. My daughter is here. Three of my sons are here. And my other daughter comes out for the home games. I get mail here. I pay taxes here. I'm here. So according to him, as of right now, Coach Prime is there in Boulder, Colorado. But again, not a denial. They're not denying anything. These coaches, they never deny that they are not at least have gotten an email or a text message, you know, from these from these places about getting an interview. You know what I mean? But so, if he if he was gonna coach in Florida, why would he do for the Gators instead of for FSU? Because it's the job available. And it's in the SEC. I I could I I I could see it happening. Like if they if they gave if they offered the job to Dion, I, I think he would definitely take that Florida job. In the SEC, getting to coach against the premier teams. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. Uh but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. That that right now, that's just more hypothetical than anything. Uh does anybody know like who would be and right now it's just all speculation. We have no idea, but who would be the A&M coach? Who do you think would be a good fit there right now? Who's who's an up-and-comer, maybe a coach in another conference that's looking to take that SEC step? Does anybody, does anybody have any ideas? Potentially uh, Kevin DeBoer out of Washington, maybe, I think would be a very smart pick. I don't know if he'd leave Washington or not, but seems like a good pick to me. Yeah, I was thinking Dan Lanning, but I don't know if he would go. I mean, he said he wouldn't, but also coaches say that. So, the only denial I've heard, Dan Lanning says he's here at Oregon. He loves this place, but hey, everybody's dream it? job is their dream job until more money comes around. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, hey, I know he hasn't done anything worth like a crap, but it's always a safe bet to grab the A State coach. They usually do good somewhere else, so maybe Butch Jones just needs oh, a change yeah. of scenery, man. Uh, Ross Bork would be fired on the spot. Uh, he would be gone as athletic director at Texas A&M if he, if he hired Butch Jones. Um, I saw a list, and I don't I don't agree with this. Somebody had Eli Drinkowitz on there, and I thought, not. no way. <laughs> hey, that man has Missouri at number nine in the nation right now. Okay. If it's you could flash. do that. That's like James Franklin getting Vanderbilt to nine wins one year. You know, that's 
he can take the next step now, you know? Hey, Lane Kiffin, don't count it out ever. You, he's he so never, unpredictable. You can he never always roasts their recruiting Ole Miss, like, after games that he loses. It's like always just roasting how many five stars he doesn't get to have. Um, you know, did. maybe he needs an A&M. Yeah, he did make an interesting comment. Um, said he wasn't blaming the players after they got destroyed by Georgia over the past weekend. It wasn't even close. wasn't even competitive after the first quarter. Um, he said, this isn't me blaming the players, but we only have one five-star. They have 20 five-stars on their team. And that's an, that is an interesting comment, especially from Lane Kiffin. You know who's got a bunch of five-stars? Texas A&M, the Aggies. And so we'll see. Um, I've heard even like Lincoln Riley as a name for this job. I don't know. Could he come back down south? I I've seen pictures of his view from his beach house. I don't know why anybody would leave that. It looks incredible down there in uh, Southern California, Malibu. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. What's Urban Meyer up to right now, you know? Like, I feel like Urban Meyer every few years, he, like, comes out of the out of the sea like a, like a, the Loch Ness Monster or something and wins a national championship, and then he goes back down. Had a bad tenure at Jacksonville in the NFL, but – a lot of coaches that do bad in the NFL, they they do good in, in college, as we've seen, like Nick Saban, you know what I mean? Bobby Petrino, people like that. Um, let's switch gears now. I have questions for you guys as far as playoff picture is concerned. Uh, Washington is number five. Oregon is number six. Washington has the head-to-head. I, I know this. But Oregon has looked like the better team over the past month since they lost to Washington. Let me ask you this. Should Washington be ahead of Oregon in the playoff rankings? I I want you to put your feet in the shoes of the board that makes these decisions, the committee, excuse me, not the board. Would you put Oregon above Washington or Washington above Oregon right now? Can I I please take this one? Because I'm going to go on a totally different, like, I mean, I'll answer your question, but it's, it's, you, you struck a place where I've been wanting to just rant. Okay. Okay. Washington, yes, they should be ahead of Oregon. They have a head-to-head win. They're not and they're undefeated. Yes. Florida State should not be ahead of Washington. This is so disrespectful to Washington, what they're doing, putting Florida State ahead of them. What has Florida State done other than beat LSU in week one? All they've been playing bad teams. They barely they beat a bad, not I don't want to say a bad Miami team, a very mediocre Miami team by a touchdown this week. They survived Boston College earlier this year. They had to go to overtime to beat Clemson. Washington, and we know this is gonna happen. In all likelihood, it's gonna come down to this thing near the end where it's like <laughs> a handful of teams, and it's like, are you gonna put an undefeated Florida State in over an undefeated Washington or one loss Oregon? Whoever comes out of that Pac-12, should get it over Florida State. That's my rant. Um, I've been annoyed about <laughs> it all day. Uh, no, that's a good point. But here's my thing. It, undefeated Washington, undefeated Florida State, both of those teams are going to be in, right? No matter what. Because there's no undefeated Big 12 team. And then your only other option is going to be an, an undefeated SEC team and an undefeated Big 10 team. And so those are four. That would be four undefeated. So if both those teams end up undefeated, uh, they're both in. But I think it gets interesting when, say, I mean, would you put a one-loss Oregon who beats Washington in the national championship in the S or excuse me, the Pac-12 championship? Would you put them over an undefeated Florida State? Of course you wouldn't. Now that I'm saying that out loud, that's a, that's a astronomically bad thing. Um. I lost my train of thought there. Ethan, what what was your point with <laughs> uh just that it's gonna this is one of those years where it's gonna definitely I mean every year is one of your four teams, but it's really gonna come down to some like I what I really didn't like was the, the the committee chairman's explanation for why Florida State over Washington. It was one of the worst explanations I've ever heard. It was something about like that's a rivalry game with Miami and we the Florida uh we like Florida State's off he it was just go listen to it search this it made zero sense it wasn't even like an argument I don't know what he was just saying random stuff it was so bad but um this is one I mean 
I'm I watch it come down to like one loss Texas, one loss Alabama, one loss like Oregon, or like there's going to be some real serious debate. Like, should a one loss Alabama get in over a one loss Texas who beat them head to head? Are we just going to not make games count anymore? Like head to head, it's going to get interesting. And I don't have any faith in this college football playoff committee. I think that they are showing us this year that they don't really know what they're doing. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. That kind of leads into my next question. Let me ask you this. Should a one-loss of Georgia, their one-loss being Alabama in the SEC championship here, should they be in the playoff above a one-loss Louisville, who wins the ACC championship but has a loss to Pittsburgh? Who wants to take this one? And, again, this is all opinion, but what do you guys think? One-loss of Georgia, lost to Bama, one loss, ACC Championship Louisville, lost to Pittsburgh. Who's Who's got the better resume right there? I think it's close. I think you would go Georgia because their strength of schedule is a little bit better, which I don't completely love that metric. But when you go with identical records, that's kind of one of the only things that you can say. Um, I think, too, because I guess if they lose in the SEC Championship, that's a Bama loss. I guess Louisville would have lost to Florida State. So I don't know. It'd be tough, but I think you would. I think you stick with Georgia, partly on strength of schedule, and also. And I don't know if you're technically supposed to do this or not, but I mean, if you're the back-to-back national champions, you're probably going to get some favorability. Biases, Cade. Biases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't seem like. Is there is there a priority for conference championships? Seems like there was a bigger push for that early on, but more recently, uh, that seems to be like a less and less of a of a thing that people are deserving of. I mean, as you saw, you know, Michigan and Ohio State, who played head to head in the regular season, were both in the playoff last year. TCU, who lost in the Big Twelve Championship after undefeated season, uh, they were in the playoff. That kind of thing. So really, you only had, I guess, two of the four won their conference uh, from last year that were in the playoff, and so. Honestly, I feel like a one-loss Louisville team who wins AC championship is more deserving than Georgia. But are they the better team? That's the question. Honey, what would you say here? I'm thinking, like, even just based off of what you said of, like, between Michigan and Ohio State, if one of them loses, both teams still make it, then why wouldn't Georgia make it? Um, <laughs> and so um, – yeah, even in just comparing comparing losses, I, a Georgia loss to Alabama um, just seems to have been a harder game than Louisville versus Pittsburgh. Because if you, I just think of if you switch those games, and if it was Georgia versus Pitt, Pittsburgh, that wouldn't have been as difficult of a challenge for Georgia as it is for Louisville. Oh, but you don't know the legendary curse of Pittsburgh. I tell you, these good teams, they go there, they play them, and they lose. I don't understand how it works. But Pittsburgh always playing spoiler. I don't even know. What's that coach's name up there? He's Pat Narduzzi. Pat Narduzzi and the boys always playing spoiler up there. Um, You know, obviously, it'll all get fizzled out, especially after these championship games. Uh, But it is kind of – it's just kind of fun stuff to talk about for sure I, I, i'm trying to think of like a crazy scenario where you know there's a one loss georgia uh well actually yeah one loss georgia one loss bama one loss texas how in the world would you even try to rank those teams because you have like the head to head to head texas beats bama bama beats georgia but power rating right you probably say Georgia is a better team than Texas I don't know I don't know it would be it would just be throw fun. them all out yeah throw them all out they cancel each other out throw James Madison out. Liberty Tulane and Oregon are all in, <laughs> all in the college football playoff can James I tell you Madison man can I tell you what I'm looking forward to here's why I trust the playoff committee going forward right. the- Ethan and Cade are on the opposite ends of the spectrum there <laughs> The new executive director, I believe he takes over next year, retired three-star general Richard M. Clark. This guy played for Air Force back in the day 
was on a 12 and one air force team that was finished number eighth in the country. And he was quoted the other day as saying that it's vitally important that a group of five team has one spot in the playoffs. So I trust him to keep things honest because he's a general. We support the troops. Um, and again, next year they're going to 12 teams. And so this, the, these debates and stuff are really going to have no sort of, of merit. Yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. Let's do a quick Biff update. I don't even know what's going on with the Charlotte 49ers. Let's see what they did last week. They lost in overtime to a good Memphis team. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. yeah. That's right. We talked about that a little bit. Man. An eight and was two. This the game, was this the game after he kicked some of his players or suspended some of his players? Yes. I think that was two games ago, right? I think they beat Tulsa okay. after he suspended players. After that. So. Biff's got him on the right track. Yeah, it's year one, foundation year. So far, three wins, a chance to get at least two more. Probably won't win both, but maybe one more win. It's a good first year. It's not bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they weren't a good program. So, And they're coming up into a bigger conference now in the American, you know, that kind of thing. We yeah. can't all be Liberty and go undefeated in our first year in our conference, you know. Can't all do that. Um, let's actually, guys, let's go right into game picks. You guys okay with that? Let's go into that. Um, I'm going to flip around here. I have an order that I texted in, but we're not going to go with that order. We're going to start with Washington at Oregon State. Cade, let's start with you. I can't help myself. I'm going to go Oregon State because I love them. Honey? I'm gonna go with Washington. I'm. I have no doubt in them yet. <laughs> you haven't been wrong yet, Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Washington. I just really want chaos of championship week and one loss teams, and it's. I'm kind of picking them more just because I want them to win. Okay, I've been thinking about this one, and I'll tell you, Washington has been teetering on the brink of a loss here and i think they're due i think they're due in corvallis and so i'm gonna go with dju and the beavers to beat washington i'm with you brother we're gonna be That's celebrating a, a beaver win i uh, need to get uh, my chainsaw here, foam finger so we, i can we will get you a chainsaw foam finger christmas is coming up and i might just give you a gift i don't know how to get one and if they're too expensive, i.e. more than $12, you probably won't be getting one. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Let's stay in the Big 12. Oh, $13. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, that's just unlucky for you, man. He's uh, worth $13. <laughs> he's, he's worth $13. Honey, I, I need you to pitch in on that one, though. You know, like a couple bucks. Yeah. The extra one. Yeah, the extra one. Um, let's say in the Pac-12, Utah at Arizona, ranked matchup. You guys know how high I am on Zona, so I'll go ahead and give you my pick. Give me the Wildcats, the third best team in the Pac-12. Honey, you go next. Ethan, I'm going with you on Arizona. Ethan. Uh, who do we say that we're pl- that they're playing? They're playing Utah, who – I feel like every week we've picked a Utah game. Yeah. Um, one of the most head scratch head scratching results of the season is Mississippi State beating Arizona, by the way. But I'll go with I'll go with Arizona. I think they're playing well right now. Go cats. I think they won four in a row. Cade. I'm gonna go Utah. Oh. Back twelve. You saved us from the all pick'em curse, so Arizona's going to win that one. I appreciate you. I really do, man. I really do. Next up, we're going to move to the Big 12. We've got two games here. We're going to go Texas at Iowa State first. And, Ethan, we'll start with you. Texas. Cade. Also go Texas. 
Honey. Also Texas. You know, at one point in the year, I was calling for Matt Campbell's job. I said, this is an atrocity. He's actually kind of rode the ship a little bit. They're not a terrible team. <sighs> Things are going to get tricky. It's at Iowa State. It's a night game. Iowa State is sort of like the the Pittsburgh of the Big 12. And you know how I always like to say Texas is back. Oh, I'm going to go Texas, but I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close. So I'm going to go Texas as well, guys. Next up, Kansas State at Kansas, a ranked matchup between these two teams still. Uh, Honey, who do you like in this one? I'm going Rock Chalk Jayhawk. I'm also going to go Kansas. It's tough, but it's a home game, so Kansas. <laughs> Ethan. Yeah, I think they're going to be really upset from that loss last week. Come out ready to prove the world wrong that they are a football school. Um, great game between Kansas and Kentucky in basketball, by the way, yesterday. So really good. shout out to uh, Kansas right now is kind of an everything school, except I don't know if they're any good at anything other than basketball and football, but um, <laughs> they're good at those. So. All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go against you guys big time. I, I think Kansas state is going to not only win, I think they're going to win by double digits. Uh, they've really looked good the last several weeks. Um, barely lost to Texas in overtime two weeks ago. So I'm going to go Kansas state. They're playing good. Uh, I didn't realize is, is Jalen Daniels hurt? He's been hurt for weeks. I didn't realize that. Is it too late to change my answer? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, you can you can change your answer. I would like to go to Kansas State. I didn't realize he was hurt. Uh, does anybody else <laughs> going once, going twice? Hey, hey, hey! Who are they playing? Who are they playing? Wait, what? Who are they playing again? Kansas State. Oh, I'm changing my answer. <laughs> I'm changing my who, answer. Who do you think they were playing the first time? I didn't know. I just like Kansas. <laughs> oh, um, and I saw they got beat by Texas Tech, and I know they'll be angry about it, but it, they don't have their quarterback, man. That's not a good team without him. That guy is – I mean, <laughs> who's the backup? Bean? Yes. Is that Bean? I think he's the one who went in the Arkansas to, I mean, Liberty Bowl. Like, they randomly put him in. And he overthrew the two point conversion. That's enough that I've seen from him. Uh, give me, give me the Wildcats by a lot. I changed my mind completely. Thank you, Cade. Yeah, for taking that brave first step, step. All it takes is one brave person to ignite an entire rally. Thank you. Um, the FPI gives Kansas State a seventy nine point five percent chance to win this game. Honey, I'm going to give you one more shot. Stay or go. I'll take one for the team and let y'all win. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. So she's sticking with Rock Chalk. We have a few more games to talk about here. We are going to go to the ACC now and we're going to go Louisville, Miami. This time, I need you guys to just give me, it's going to be tough, three words for your prediction here. Just three words. And I want Ethan to start here. I want to hear what he has to say. Louisville at Miami. Louisville in the driver's seat to make the playoffs. Go. Hurricanes play spoiler. Oh, that works. Miami, bad coaching. So I'm going with Louisville. <laughs> Are you still mine? <laughs> Honey, go. Uh, Louisville, one loss. Pittsburgh. Louisville, playoff bound. Mm. I think they're going to – oh, wait, that's more than three words. <laughs> Next up, we got North Carolina at Clemson. This time, you can just say it regularly. <laughs> Cade, we'll start with you. I'm going to go Clemson. I feel like both of these teams are disappointment. But you know what? I still believe in Dabo. You and three other people on earth. I'm going North Carolina simply because I have hopes that Dabo will prove me wrong and win this game. 
Ethan. So I'm going against him. Oh, sorry. You know, I watched a really good game between North Carolina and Duke on Saturday. Um, I don't know what that – I mean, I think North Carolina came out on top, um, and they have a running back that impressed me. Um, Clemson, though, you never know with them. You just never know. And this seems like a week that you don't know and they, they play bad. Um, I'll go with the uh, the team, the Mac Brown led North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, you, you're big on you're big on the heels. Uh, I'm gonna go Clemson. It's at home. It's against uh, North Carolina has really been struggling for like a month and a half now. So I'm gonna go North Carolina. We've got one more game, guys. And man, I'll tell you what. If it wasn't for Missouri being so good, Eli Drinkwitz really just coaching that team to being a top ten team. This game would have a lot more importance, but Missouri beat Tennessee last week, and so Georgia has clinched the SEC East, and they're going to play Alabama in the SEC championship. But still, this is a pretty big game in the SEC East, and so Georgia at Tennessee. I think this one's going to be really ugly. I think Georgia's going to beat them pretty bad. Um, Georgia, as much as we love to talk about their defense being good, but like that offense is really good too right now. Um, pretty, they're looking like a pretty complete team. They are. Uh, honey, who do you like? Yeah, I'm going Georgia because I think they'll have Brock Bowers and Lad McConkey on the field, and that is a duo I would not want to mess with. No, uh, definitely Georgia. not. Less than a minute, so I'm just say Georgia. Uh, Georgia for me as well. I'm finally picking them for something. They're, they look like the best team in the nation right now. Uh, Kate, ramble for us as time expires. Liberty is probably going to win by a lot, and if we don't go up in the rankings, I'm going to be upset. And if Tulane barely wins again and they go up in the rankings, I'm going to be more upset. So, uh, yeah. but Aaron, I, I appreciate you being on the, the program, buddy. You've been on the podcast before. But you were on it when it was called Bad Take, not The Bad Take Podcast. There is a difference. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, it disappeared. And then I was like, oh, man, I guess you just got rid of everything. And then I should back again. And I was like, oh, there's like eight episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're back. We've been talking We've been talking football. So we'll get into – I didn't give you the games, but it'll kind of be like right on the spot. I'll give you some games to pick. Oh, but I feel, like, I feel like you'll be able to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I can make a decision. But uh, first, I do want to talk about Michigan. Um, I've been kind of fascinated by this this cheating story. Uh, you're a Michigan fan. First off, can you tell us oh, how yeah. and why you're a Michigan fan? Um, back in my younger, ambitious days when I was trying to choose what college to go to, I was deciding between engineering and history, and Michigan was top five in both when it came to public universities. So then I just started to cheer for them. Uh, I started to cheer for them after they fired. I mean, I don't want to say cheer. Brady Hoke, the Brady Hoke era, if you would, the era of mediocrity. Um, so whenever and Denard he, Robinson, right? That was the yeah, that was Denard uh, Devin Gardner. Remember him? Yeah, Devin Gardner. Yep. Um, so I started to cheer for them then, and I've always been a Niners fan at least since, since like 2010. And so when they fired Harbaugh, and then he went to Michigan, I just kind of I latched on. It was a match made in heaven at that point. It was a match made in heaven. Like, I didn't know if I was mad or angry because the Niners shouldn't have fired Harbaugh. But at the same time, he was going to my favorite college. Yeah. So, man, I'll tell you this. Jim Harbaugh, he may or may not have been – has done several things that are not evil, not <laughs> not mm-hmm. illegal in any sense of the word, but a slap mm-hmm. on the wrist as far as NCAA things go. Uh-huh. Uh, and what I've been talking about with, like, uh, Cade and Ethan and Honey is – it seems like these punishments that are coming out for, you know, the sign stealing or the the recruiting violations with the, the hamburger bags of money, you know, that kind of thing earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really seem like Michigan is getting in huge trouble for this. It really doesn't matter. So my first question for you is, does it even matter? Like, because the punishments don't necessarily fit the crime or maybe the crime isn't even that big enough. Because, I mean, Jim Harbaugh is just getting suspended for the rest of the regular season. Doesn't matter. Should he keep cheating? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and the cheating itself boils down to something that's like a, um, I mean, you know, it's science dealing. And if you have an intelligent coach and they watch film, you know, it's not cheating. They just kind of 
you know, they they get it. And I mean, that, that's part of it. Now, what Michigan was doing, though, was with the guy showing up to games, being on the sideline for another school at a game. That's kind of that's kind of suspicious. And, you know, he has been fired from Michigan. Um, but, yeah, the, the three-game or four-game, however many games it was, I think it's four total. It was four uh, games. It was a self-imposed suspension by Michigan to start the season. Oh, it was self-imposed. No, 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 no. This is from the Big Ten, I believe. The Big Ten said that he could not be on the sideline because they're suing the Big Ten. Oh, you're talking about so the most. I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about the four games to start the season. Oh, that was was that recruiting violations? I think yeah. That was, hamburger, yeah that was, it was money in hamburger bags he was given to recruits. That's what it was. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, but that's like Nick Saban with his several car dealerships in Tuscaloosa. Exactly. I, you know, I I went to high school with a guy that ended up going to Bama, and he went to Bama without a Dodge Charger, and then came back from Bama with a Dodge Charger. And this was a guy that begged for dollar bills in high school. So I, I I'm I'm assuming how he got that Dodge Charger. I don't know. It's allegedly, but I, I I'm assuming how he got it. Um. So the hamburger bag stuff. That's we're past that. You know what I mean. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. We'll slap on the wrist. That's all that is from the team. Uh, but this, it's a three-game suspension to end the regular season. Yep. And he can be with the team for the rest, you know, for the rest of the week. He can prepare all that stuff. Yeah, uh, it doesn't seem like a huge uh, punishment. You, as a Michigan fan, does it get to a point though where your fandom kind of feels weird after a bit, or no? No. No, I, I think, like I said, it's sign stealing. So it's something that's um right, it's not like the end of the world, you know, it's not yeah. like Penn yeah. State stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, yeah, obviously if I was like a Penn State fan or a Baylor fan, that whole thing went down. Like that's that's getting into ethics that go far beyond the game of football. Um but with the sign stealing, it's just kind of you know, and I honestly think that the Big Ten suing or sorry, Michigan, I believe suing the Big Ten size the commissioner. I mean, if if I remember correctly, this is a first year commissioner, and I I think they're testing. You know, they're, they're testing the resolve. Yeah, because the big, the Big Ten obviously in the last year has gotten a lot more, for lack of a better phrase, powerful. Um, with you know Oregon, Washington, UCLA, and USC coming in. Um, yeah, I mean, they're a they're a coast to coast conference now. Literally, I mean, and, and I'm curious yeah. as to how that'll play out. Uh, are they going to do the pods that they said, like the three kind of three divisions, if you would? Yeah, it seems like it seems like they're ditching the uh, east and west. East west, which would make sense. I wonder how that like turn out when it comes to. It'll still probably be regional pods, though. You know what I mean? And so we'll see what happens. Oh well, yeah, but like when there's three, how do you determine the two game, the two teams that get in the game, if you would? I think they're just doing best two. That would be I interesting. Would, I, honestly, I would assume that the Pac-12 Big Ten teams. Probably are going to be playing each other most years. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I, I think that'd be every year. That's one one that makes money sense because they're used to watching them play those teams. They're used to being up at that time. Um, I don't know. Are, do they have sixteen or sixteen teams or fourteen teams now? Uh, with the they new have fourteen, edition? but they're about to get Oregon, Washington. They're about to get Oregon, Washington. They're about to get Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA. And I think one more. So 19, maybe 20 teams. So you'd have to, yeah, you'd have to kind of go best two. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. But I, I'm curious as to who will be, if you do divide them up into two, because you can't really divide that number up by three. That feels weird. But, you know, if you, if you divide them into two divisions, who's going to end up having to play the West Coast teams more often? And traveling today isn't what it used to be. Uh, you know, back then it was a, I mean, it, it required a lot of effort to you know travel hours for games these days college football is a money-making machine they get them private jets um and so that's not anything but yeah in, in regards to the sign stealing i mean it's, it's an easy fix give them headsets <laughs> simple yeah i, I think you're Just right give them headsets and like, at some point the NCAA has to realize we make so much money that it makes sense for us to cover these costs um, like I get it, Alabama can obviously pay for headsets, but you know, if you're talking about Lafayette or you know Bowling Green or Toledo or something, you know that that that's a, that's a cost that they have to add on to it. But that's for the NCAA way as a money making machine, she just step in and go, "We're getting with the times," and this is how things go. I mean, it's 
Honestly, I haven't really realized it, but yeah, it, it seems still kind of weird that you see signs on the sideline. Yeah. In such a, for lack, I mean, it, it's a professional-ass game these days. I mean, even with the transfer portal, I mean, you turned players into free agents, essentially. And so just give them headsets. Right. Not, not that that's excusing what happened, but also I don't think it's a huge deal. Um, the, the one thing I would be genuinely worried about is that they, for some reason, they decided to vacate wins. Yeah, um, like, would you even care about that four years from now that they vacate? Michigan wins the national championship this year, right? Would yeah. you even care? Because you get to experience that. You get to experience the joy of your team winning a national championship. Four years from now, they say, oh, these are actually vacated. Like, are you even going to care? Well, do they, do they take the physical trophy, though? I think that matters. You're never going to see that trophy. In I mean, I mean, yeah, I I get it, but you know, it's 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 just knowing the fact. It's knowing <laughs> the fact that it happened. You know, it, it, it's like when they took the Heisman Trophy from Reggie Bush. Yeah, no, you're right. That's a yeah, good well, like that matters. It does matter. And your point of just giving people headsets is, I think, a great point. It mitigates this whole thing. We don't even have to worry about yes. this kind of these kind of smaller rules like this if we just. Blanket it's 2023. Yeah. It won. It saved the players' time, so having to recognize ridiculous signs, um, and saved the coaches' time in terms of having to come up with ridiculous signs. Right. And that's just it's 2023. You know. Yeah, I mean, we have people are going to Mars. They're they're on their way to Mars. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're still using <laughs> signs in college football, like high school. I kind of get that because that that becomes a statewide issue and disparity between small districts and large districts and everything. But NCAA makes money. Spend it. This is, though, the same sport that has guys with chains making arbitrary uh, decisions on whether or not balls are first downs or not. So you got to remember that. We're living in a, a time where the chain gang is still the, the ruling on if a ball is accurately placed after a, after a play. Yeah, but you can always challenge that. That's true. That's and, true. And, and they, it's, it's, it's they have video. You know, it's like – and keep in mind, even having video isn't the best thing in the world. Just look at what's happening with the Premier League in England uh, this year. The VAR oh. has been ridiculous. Um, yeah, yeah VAR has been ridiculous there at okay. times. Uh, I, w- I do want to ask you about Michigan as far as on the field X's and O's right here. Um, pretty much just coasting through the season. Had their first – and don't get mad at me for saying this uh, – okay. first real test of the yes. season yeah. against Penn State – Pass pretty much with flying colors, I would say. I mean, that's a tough that's a tough place to go, uh, Happy Valley. And, I mean, I think threw the ball once in the second half, and it was uh, negated by a penalty, so they just ran yeah, the ball. Just kept yeah. Dominated, especially in the second right. half. Uh, how, how do you feel about Michigan right now, heading into Ohio State in about, was that a week and a half? Um, Yeah, it's about a week and a half. I, I, I'm feeling good. It's Ohio State. I'm trying to remember if the game this year is at the Big House or at Ohio State. Um, Ohio State, because I think last Ohio year State. they won um, at the Big House. So, I mean, that's somewhat of a worry. Ohio State seems to be hitting its stride right now. There's still a – and Michigan defense is good. Will Johnson's one of the best corners in NCAA football. Um, they're one of the best coach defense. They have, they have a really deep defense. But at the same time, there's a certain guy named Marvin Harrison Jr., that plays for Ohio State that has a you know he knows football a little bit. Just yeah, he a might little. be he might be the best receiver of the 21st century in college. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, definitely prolific wise. I I would I think I would still argue that if you put Calvin Johnson in today's game, that would be unfair. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's not his fault. He went to Georgia Tech, um, but. Yeah, and and so I mean it, it's a genuine worry. I mean, Shea, I, I don't I I don't know. I almost said Shea Patterson. Oh, I had flashbacks of something horrible. Um, I I don't know if JJ McCarthy has truly been tested yet, and I worry about that test being against Ohio State for the first time. It's very good defense. I mean, that's probably the the best aspect of their team, like you're saying. And so um, yes, they have uh, Jack Sawyer, Eichenberg. They yeah they have a legitimate D line they have that J T something I don't remember his name but he's a great uh, D lineman, um, and so yeah it kind of worries me if that's the big test like like 
you know, they, they're talking about J.J. McCarthy when it comes to NFL draft. And one of the things they discuss is that we don't know if we've seen this guy live up to his full potential because Michigan, they don't throw the ball just to throw the ball. If they're winning, they will run and they will continue to run because that's the team that they are. That, that's who Jim Harbaugh is. Um, and so it, it's all a matter of that. Can you stop the run? And can you just, and more importantly, can you stop it for four quarters? Because last year what happened is Ohio State was just gassed third or fourth quarter. And they didn't have Blake Corum. And Donovan Edwards just ran all over them. Like, I believe he had two touchdowns over 60 yards at least, maybe 70 yards uh, on, on off the ground. And so if you can't if you can't stop, if you can't contain the run, you're not going to win. But if Michigan contains the run, it, I mean, if Ohio State contains the run, the win will fall on J.J. McCarthy's shoulders. And that will be something to see. Yep. I mean, we'll see. You know, that's a uh... – that might even be like a Heisman game for him against Ohio State, you know? I, I think he's fallen. He was the top person to get the odds there for, for the Heisman for a bit for the beginning of the season until about middle. And now it's switched a little bit. Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and I think Jaden Daniels now all have better odds than than J.J. McCarthy. But, you know, we can see what happens. I think – I mean, if it, if it falls on his shoulders, Nix has lost a game. Everyone, Every one of those guys has lost a game. And it's hard to deny a quarterback who's 12 and 0. But at the same time, Jay and Daniels in it. No, Nix has lost a game, hasn't he? They lost to Washington. Penix has not lost a game. Oh, not yet. Um uh, play but, Oregon State this weekend, though. So we'll see. Yeah, talk about Oregon State. What a team. Uh you just yeah, like why are they good? You're kind of asking yourself. Um but I mean, it's hard to deny a quarterback who's 12 and 0, whether that be Penix or JJ McCarthy. Because right. people don't forget, at a high school, J.J. McCarthy was up there with Caleb Williams when it came to who was actually the better quarterback out of these two. It was a real debate. Um, And just he went to a school that doesn't have him play like Williams, that doesn't have him play like Penix. They have him play to win. Not to say none of the other teams are trying it's to win. Game manager. Yes, that's the role they have him in. And if he has to show his talent, they, they obviously believe in his talent. Um, but he has to, you know, they only do that. They're forced into that position. Right. All right, let's get into game picks. We'll do this quick. Um, I've got seven games for you. Okay. I hope you're ready. I'm just going to throw these out at you. Just give me a couple sentences on why you think this team will win. So okay. we're going to start with Washington at Oregon State in Corvallis. At Oregon State. Um, I'm going to go Washington. I saw the end of the um I saw the end of the Washington Oregon game. Sorry, my computer was like, "Hey, I'm spazzing out here, so I'm gonna turn this off." Um, I saw the end of the Washington Oregon game, and Penix and that receiver, I forget Romeo something. Um, it's, it's a, oh yeah, Ozu, Oz something, something like that. <laughs> um, I I think when when it comes to crunch time, DJ. Ooh, that guy that went to Clemson that has the last name that he's Samoan. Um, As we like to call him, DJU. DJU. Uh, DJU has proven that in crunch time, he's not someone you can completely trust. But Penix has proven this year that it can be him. So I'm going to go Washington. Right on, right on. Uh, We're going to stay in the the Pac-12. We're going to go Utah at Arizona. These are two ranked teams. Arizona, sneaky. Arizona ranked. I honestly didn't even know they were ranked until you just told me. Uh, um, I'm gonna go Utah. The Utes. Every every week we seem to pick the Utes. Uh, I don't know why they just always seem to be playing ranked matchups, and so uh, um, you, you like the Utes, huh? I do. If I remember correctly, what's Arizona ranked? Uh, you have that in front of you. I think they're like 23rd, but I have time. Let me check the playoff rankings. And well, well, if it's around there, I can go with my point. Um, one of my buddies is a big gambler when it comes to Arizona uh, is seventeenth, seventeenth, and Utah is ranked or unranked because they just lost twenty second, twenty second. Okay, if I remember correctly, any team outside of the top fifteen that typically has a home game, it was versus unranked, usually loses uh to a team coming in. If I remember correctly, remember it was the other way around. Anyways, I'm gonna go to Utah. They they've been in big games before. Arizona, I believe, was working with a first year coach. It might be a second year coach. Um, the second year coach, second year coach. 
I'm saying you know, Utah. Uh, their coach has proven he can win more okay. often. Uh, still, this is a uh, yeah. Actually, oh, I'm sorry, I lost my list. I'm I, I have an order here, but I'm not going in that order. <laughs> so I'm bouncing around. We're gonna go to the Big Twelve now, and I'm right. gonna go Texas at Iowa State. Possibly a sneaky upset pick here. I gotta go with Texas. They just have too much talent. And shout out to Mason Plunk. Um, he's a father now. But um, yeah, they just have too much talent. I mean, you you look at Quinn Ewers. If he's not banged up, if he gets his protection, he has Donnie Mitchell, Xavier Worthy, Jatavion Sanders. Debatably, they're the best running back in the country right now, which is crazy because last year they had some guy named Bijan Robinson, and he just goes to the NFL. And now they just have another running back that right now is looking like the number one running back in the draft for this year. So I'm gonna go Texas. I'm yeah, I'm gonna go Texas. Uh, Matt Campbell's a great coach, but I just think there's too much talent. Right on. All right, next up we got Kansas State at Kansas. Uh, Kansas State is 5-2, and two and they're tied for second place in the Big 12 right now. But they're going to Kansas, who's also ranked. It's a ranked matchup still. Who would have guessed a ranked Kansas? Um, I think that Kansas quarterback still hasn't came back yet. Daniels, I believe is his last name. I don't know if he'll be back for this week or not. I don't think um, so. So because of that, I'm going to go Kansas State. Will Howard has been starting for three or four years. Uh, he's proven it. And I just think that, um, yeah, I'm going to go Kansas State. I, I I think if you roll out with not having a starting quarterback, it's hard to uh, pick you to win. Yeah, they're, they're, they've been going with a guy named Cole Ballard, who is our backup quarterback. They also have a guy named like Jack Bean or something like that. Jason Bean. Jason. Okay, yeah. Jason Bean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, he might have, I guess, got the start, but he only threw for four passes. Cole Ballard threw for 20. He might have gotten injured. Anyway, I did Or subbed out. <laughs> or, yeah, or he just stinks. <laughs> yeah. um, let's go to the ACC. Louisville yeah. at Miami. Miami, not that great of a team, but Louisville, if they went out, they're in the ACC championship. Miami, did they just lose to Florida State last week? Uh, yes. It was a close one, though. It was 27-20. It was a close one. I got, I, I'm got. i going to go Louisville. I think the emotional toll of losing against a rival that close and then coming back and having to play a team that seems to be very, very hot, uh, I got to go Louisville. Yeah, Tyler Van Dyke, what an enigma. The dude came in, and he rocked it out as a freshman, and ever since then has just flat out plateaued. Boy, I'd but, say I tell you, I felt good about this Miami team coming into the season in the first couple of games, and then you lose to Georgia Tech, and everything spirals down after that. Yep. You don't kneel it. You don't kneel it when you can. Oh just, yeah, that was that was that. horrible. Horrible. That, is, uh, that changes everything. Um, next up, we have North Carolina at Clemson. <laughs> um, I wonder if Tez Walker is playing. Um, I don't know if he's injured, injured or not. I'm gonna Google that real quick. Um, because that's very important. Uh, Tez Walker, uh, was a guy while doing better has been released from the hospital. Ugh. I gotta go Clemson. Um, earlier on in the season when they did not have Tez Walker due to some transfer rules, he transferred back home to be close to his mom. I believe he was sick, but it was his third time transferring or something, so they allowed him to play. But then they override that, anyways. When they didn't have him on the field, their offense did not look good. Now, Drake May, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. But every single year, they lose. Last year, he lost Josh Downs. And this year, nobody's really stepped up to take Josh Downs' spot. And so I'm going to go Clemson on that. I think Dabo Swinney is going through a rough year. Um, I think him him losing his coordinators a few years ago is not talked about enough when it comes to why Clemson is not as good as they used to be. I mean, just look at what Venables is doing at, at Oklahoma right now. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go Clemson. So, right on. All right, I got one more for you. SEC matchup: Georgia, oh, number one team in the land, headed to uh, Neyland Stadium. Georgia versus Tennessee. Georgia. They just it's Georgia in Tennessee. They I believe just looking better off. every year. They seem to be looking better every yeah. week. Excuse me. I mean, yeah, they they actually have a quarterback now who all, all respect to Stenson Bennett. Um, this quarterback has natural talent. And we're seeing we're we're seeing how that offense is opening up due to a guy who's six four and can actually throw the ball deep downfield. 
even when there's a contested catch situation. Um, he's the guy. Yeah, Carson Beck. The dude. Yeah. He, he's sneakily he's, having one of the best seasons of his quarterback this year. He is, yep. And then behind him is a guy named Vandergriff who's just as good. And so it's um yeah, you gotta you gotta go Georgia. I I honestly as a Michigan fan, I, I'm still afraid to face Georgia in the national championship. At times Georgia has looked um weak or weak, but I don't say weak, but susceptible. Uh they look they look like they're they do have weaknesses. Um, but they always pull it off. Kirby Smart, he's a coach. He's a good one. Mankey coach, and he's always he's always putting a chip on his uh, players' shoulders, so they never uh, they never feel like they're they need to take a break or rest. They always feel like they're the underdogs, no matter what. It's kind of impressive his coaching philosophy in that. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I think there's some truth to this SEC. Every team is capable of winning any week, in, in my opinion, truly. Well, all right, Aaron, I appreciate your time, man. Uh, thank you for being on the program. This has been the Bad Take Podcast with Aaron Oliver. Blah, 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 blah.